Good evening. My name is Chris Saracino. My name is Todd Matsunaga. My name Jacob Fergus. And we are a triumvirate of podcasters better known as Oddly Specific. 2019. What day of March is this? The third? The Ides. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> what is, what's the Ides? I don't know. What is the Ides, guys? No, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. No phones, man. Yeah, this is taking too long. Fucking, what are we? Okay, okay. This well, is a fucking dentist's dentist office? The Ides of March is a day on the Roman calendar that corresponds to the 15th of March. Well, it's not the Ides of March, Todd. It could be by the time I post this. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's, 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 that really like puts forth the production value. We we record podcasts and then sit on them for two weeks. Yep. So we haven't done one since what Christmas? Christmas yeah, it's time. been a while. We have so much to catch up on. So many things have occurred, and uh, I think we should take the opportunity to do our fake intro and outro right now. Chris, put your phone away. You're looking at that, and that's I'm not, my phone is away, Dad. Okay, I didn't even touch it. So yeah, just you chill looked out. at it. Right. You looked at it. No, Go. I didn't. Right. Now I'm looking at it. Well, whose pills are these? What are these? Those are mints. Okay, I'll have yeah, one. From Milan sure. Gus, I'm not putting up with this shit tonight. Talk close to the mic. Yeah, don't be a dickhead. And stop chewing your fucking mints into the mic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We're going in strong. We're, we're back with a vengeance. Here we go. All right, so we took a hiatus, and I don't really know why. Mostly for financial reasons. Yes, financial reasons. Namely, we're bankrupt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have no money. The checks weren't coming in. I, I say that, Chris, you're really weird because what? you seem to be into getting sponsorship for this. We had a sponsorship, let's be real. We okay. had a sponsorship from Gabriel Pizza, and then Gabriel called us and said, fuck you, and took it away. We Long didn't, story short. We didn't we are no in no way affiliated to Gabriel's Pizza. We had a sponsorship with Pizza Hut and then no we didn't. Stuff crust. But you know what? How awesome would that be? That'd be awesome. Man, I'm telling you we could do it. I'm telling you we could do it. Uh, well. But I really you, like the Gabe's Deluxe, man, I gotta say. We the need Gabe's Deluxe? Oh yeah. Do they have Gabriel's pizza in Quebec? Yeah, yeah. Like you order from Gabriel's? Right at the end of my street. Is it like Gabriel's in Quebec? Yes. Yeah. You have to say that? Like yeah. when you call Gabriel's pizza, they're like Gabriel's, qu'est-ce que tu veux? Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're full of So, shit. should we hit them? <laughs> hit up Gabriel's Pizza? Yeah, and be like... No, it's too It's too much of a brand. It's too much of a franchise. I On Instagram, I follow this guy who owns Glorious Pizza on I Walkley. I wonderful one. Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> so, Glorious Pizza. Are you Glorious g- Pizza. Okay. If Okay, if, if Big Babu for you on Instagram is listening to this, yeah. first of all... You live like a baller, and I am a huge fan, okay? Everybody check out Big Babu for you. Everybody whip out their phones and check this out. This guy, No phones. You know what, Todd? Stop being such a fucking Nazi with this shit. I'm not being Nazi. I'm just telling you. Big Babu for you. You wanted to back off doing all this stuff with YouTube because you said it was distracting. Okay, fine. Okay, all right. Anyway, Big Babu for you. He owns Glorious Pizza. I want a sponsorship from Glorious Pizza. His pizza looks delicious. How do you spell Babu? (laughs) B-A-B-U. But, like, the, I don't know this man. He just follows me on Instagram, but he is the coolest guy ever. What does he do? Like, what does he post? Man, he's always on his boat eating steaks and lobsters and, like, fucking, <laughs> it's amazing life. He's got this amazing life I want to live. But does he, and he owns Glorious Pizza? Yeah, and he makes 
apparently delicious pizza. I've heard from multiple people that this is some of the best pizza in Ottawa. Okay, so let's put this in our back pocket. Yeah. And Glorious maybe, pizza. Maybe we'll be in the boat eating steaks and lobster too. Hopefully. There's also Willie's Pizza, which is close to here. Remember? Why we, are you obsessed with pizza? I don't know. Okay. I was thinking yeah, more along the spe- Pizza sponsorship. I don't get it. Okay, well, how about a taco sponsorship? Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> like a food, pizza versus taco. <laughs> food, <laughs> food, food, yeah, food sponsorship. We're never gonna get a sponsorship. Are you kidding me? Why? I don't know. I know why. Why? Because of you. Why? Because of your mouth. What? Man, you can't go on and be like fuck, 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 and expect like legitimate, legitimate businesses to be like. Well, what businesses would sponsor us? Only illegitimate businesses. Only illegitimate businesses. Yes. Yeah. Like, what's an illegitimate business in Ottawa? Um, I won't name any. Yeah. You won't name any. Yeah. So there are some fucked up businesses in Ottawa. I don't give a shit. I'll call them out. Like cats are us in the Glebe. You ever heard of this? What is that? It's some fucking, yes, it's uh, a divorce settlement. That's what it is. <laughs> it's redonkulous. Well, what is their service? It, it, I don't know. It's, no, it, it's a cat. It's, it's a, a cat, cat store. store. Yeah, yeah. So you can buy shit for your cats. Okay. Yeah. But why is that weird? I don't think Just it's trust me, it's weird. Chris, I, I'm, there's some animosity here tonight, man. I don't know what's going Isn't on. Isn't it right next to a, a, another notable Glebe establishment called The Papery? Well, yeah, that's an institution in the area. Well, it is, but... But Cats R Us is like a lady went crazy after her divorce and took the settlement money and opened up a cat store yeah, for cat hobnobs. Man, people in the Glebe love that shit. They want to go buy dainty shit for their cats. Is that what it is? Like outfits? And yeah, yeah, it's outfits. You know what? And beds for your cat. Sarah and I were talking about this. My wife and I were talking about this. How Cats the Glebe, hate people, man. The Glebe is changing, Gus. What do you mean? Changing to what? It's changing. Like now, it, like now that retail is like going a different way with the Amazon shit and stuff. There's weird businesses in the Glebe now. We know someone who owns a business in the Glebe. Yeah, Jose. who? Jose. Joe Mamas. Joe Mama. That's a good business. That's a great business. And he's right beside the adult sex shop now that always open. I never thought I'd see the day that an adult sex shop opened in the Glebe. For real? This is is a real thing? You know know where the KFC was, like across from where you used to live? Yeah. Now it became a Rogers for a while, and now it's back to a Popeye's chicken. Mm, Popeye's. There's a Boston pizza in the Glebe. I never thought I'd see that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these Glebe other businesses are pissed off about that. Oh, because it's not like yeah, mom, the, mom and pop sort of thing. The or? guy from um, from the farm team before they turned into banditos. Mm. Anybody who lives in Ottawa will get this, but he was like, "Todd, why are you drinking off camera?" There's no I camera. Mean, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's there's no. Well, camera. just because I'm sick of listening to <laughs> Gus's mouth voices. I don't, maybe I'm being the jerk tonight. Okay, I'm gonna tone you're it down. You're being an asshole. I am. Like, man, you're being unnecessarily rude, and you're being a bad host because you're. Screaming into the mic, and it's fucking, sorry. It's Can I just make a comment tonight. about the Glebe again, though? It, yep. it, it's funny that they have these, you know, things about non mom and pop shops coming in, and yeah. you know, Popeyes chicken. People are up in arms, freaking out. <laughs> but are they? Whatever. But the thing is, is like just down the road, like just past Kettleman's, there, um, you have like what, like Corporate America Central. You know, there, there's not a single what Corporate oh. America Central. Yes, man, Lansdowne. Yeah. Is yeah, like that. The Citibank ridiculous. and fucking Wells Fargo are like opened up shop in the Glebe. It's ridiculous. That's but corporate they, America. What the hell? No, Lehman it's Brothers. Like, it's like it's like what Sporting Life and a bunch of chain restaurants and a Cineplex. Fuck that. Man. That's not corporate America. That's yes, like it is. The beauty capitalism. What do you want? Beauty capitalism. The beauty of capitalism. You never go to Lansdowne. But is that why? Because there was a lot of complaints. But isn't that the opposite of what people right? in the Glebe want? Yeah, but that's what makes it amazing. 
I don't understand. Maybe that's why. Okay, you want to talk about fucked upness in the Glebe? Let's go. Okay, listen. My sister-in-law lives in the Glebe, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And there's this contingent of people. It's been in the paper, by the way, so this is nothing. It's not a secret. Oh, is this about the fucking house on Broadway? Yeah. Yeah. This doctor, this well-known doctor, it was in The Citizen. I put it up on Facebook a few months back. He bought a lot in the Glebe on Broadway, mm-hmm. and he uh, is tearing down the house to build a beautiful brownstone-esque, like, massive house. Okay. Sure. All in stone, really nice, Okay. Um, he had the plans drawn up by an architect. They applied for a variance with the municipality. They won it. It's completely legal, okay? The neighbors banded together and started a fucking crowdfunding thing, fundraiser, to raise money to fight him at the Ontario Municipal Board. They attempted, they lost. Now they're putting up another fight. This is the story of the Glebe. The Glebe did, like, people in the Glebe did the same thing when they were building Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. Like, when they were building Lansdowne, they were like, we're going against it. Yeah, legally. they did. Yeah, that's what I mean. Fuck this, man. So there's a contingent of people who don't want anything to change. Uh, I, I think a significant contingent. One of the most hilarious things I read uh, two years ago was this guy in the Glebe. They were talking about how – you remember how city folk, everybody was complaining about city folk being yeah, at the Glebe at yeah. Lansdowne? Well, this guy was like, listen, Van Morrison was so loud – it blew like my roof off. This, this guy, <laughs> Van Morrison, Van Morrison, brown eyed girl, Van Morrison. Yeah. Okay? okay, and then he was like, ACDC was okay. That's <laughs> what so he said. He said ACDC was fine. Yeah. The, the, the levels were fine for that, but Van Morrison, no. That guy is obviously fucked in the brain. Okay, wow. you're okay with ACDC, but Van Morrison, no way. That's ridiculous. Gotcha. It's a community of unreasonable people. That's what I think. You think so? Sorta. Okay, I mean the most number of like loss, like frivolous lawsuits, come from this area in the city. Yeah, but I think I think they're just pissed off about like the the amount of taxes that they have to pay first of all, and what they don't get for it. What you know what I mean? Like that, I think that's what it is, man. I think that's what it is. Now, coming you from someone bunch, though, I lived there, right? You have so. a bunch of privileged people living <laughs> in a, like a pretty, you know, well-off neighborhood that's slowly turning into, you know, not what they bought into. Well, I used to live there and I kind of sold or, you know, bought into that, man. That whole like mom and You bought into that shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it was like, you know, you'd go outside. I didn't own a car. I'd just walk around, see all these places. (laughs) Go to mom and pop and say, what's up? Yeah. Took guitar lessons downstairs. Went to KFC every day. See, KFC, <laughs> man. What, what the fuck? KFC doesn't, and Popeyes is not going to fit yeah, in the Glebe either. Yeah, Glebe now they're Point. all pissed off about all these like corporate brands like Boston Pizza and Popeyes. Yeah, and, of course. You know. I don't know, man. There's only so there. many craft breweries to go around. You know, so, you know what's so funny, though? Um, beard grooming shops. And- you guys know this. I, I, I own a building where I had a fire. I own a building in Vanier, which is like a gentry, and I sold the building. I don't know if I told you guys. Yeah, oh, you did? Okay, I good. Did. That was a big stress for yeah, a while. Yeah, it was a big stress. But when I was rebuilding the building in the summer, these old, did I tell you about the old ladies that walked by with like Tim Horton's Timbits and coffees and they came and gave them to all the construction We love workers. you, Chris. They're like, thank you so much for building the, the king of gentrification. Yeah. yeah they, like you talk to people in a gentrifying area, like, you know, or a slowly gentrifying area, like Vanier or some, an area that needs improvement. And they're like, yeah, we want fucking Boston pizza. Yeah. We want whole foods. Fuck, we'll take a Burger King if we can get one. Yeah. You know, like they like they have just a get rid King. of the playmate. We don't care. Yeah, the playmate's <laughs> kind of a tough one. But but you know what I mean? Like it's just funny. Like the people in the Glebe are complaining about, you know, Boston pizza and Popeyes. By the way, where's Boston pizza going? 
it's already there, man. It's the old LCBO. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been down there in a while. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, man, is that, you know, it, what that what those Glebeites are talking about really has to do with the state of the economy. You know, if you want everybody to have a mom-and-pop shop on one of the major streets in Ottawa and pay right. hefty rents to be able to do so. Right. Um, you need a you, you need a good economy, man. And right now, like, I, I don't know, for, for some people might say I'm wrong, but for to have a strong economy, you need... You need you know, those those entrepreneurs are the first people to go out. And to get into a retail game right now, man, Wow, well, Gus, this is, this is remarkably... Forget it. You're a capitalist, man. I'm a realist when it comes to the economy. So Chris. interesting. Yeah. I've been having this argument with my wife, who is like a self-identified socialist. Oh, God. And uh, and I'm like, Sarah, you go to bleeding restaurants heart, all the time. Bleeding heart liberal. Wearing a Canada goose? What the hell? We're capitalists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? We're capitalists. Like, <laughs> exactly. You so I'm a capitalist. So I'm what like, does she say? Your $1,200 code in sporting. No, Sarah, Sarah's very diplomatic. She's she's just like, she's she's a she's a genuinely good-hearted person that doesn't, you know, she wants people to to have a good life and, you know, she's a teacher, right? Like it's, she's uh, she's she's equitable and like she's very focused on fairness and, Helping people and things like that. So yeah, there's there's some you know, there's some issues with that sometimes with capitalism. Capitalism can be predatory in some cases if it's unregulated and things like that. But we have this debate all the time. I just think that everything that's amazing comes from capitalism. So let's celebrate the shit out of it. Everything that's I'm gonna everything people, amazing. Whoa, 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 yeah. Whoa, whoa. What are you gonna argue with me about? Everything that Helly Hansen jacket you're wearing? No, no. Hey, man. I, I have no. The Subaru Impreza that you drive? Capitalism. <laughs> Go ahead, yes. Gus. Go ahead. No, a, a lot, a lot of things. Like what? A, no, a lot of things have come from capitalism that are good. Like what? Well, like, like, like you just said, my car, my, yeah. my life. Everything. These microphones we're talking on, this yeah, equipment exactly. that we're doing this on, these yep. headphones, everything. Yeah. Our iPhones. However, yeah, there's a lot of bad things. Like, well, the people get left behind. That's and, true. And I think that this is what people like your lovely wife are are probably yeah. feeling. Sure. You know, because. The difference between me and my view of capitalism and you and your view of capitalism is that you don't care who you have to step over to get, to oh. get where you want to be. So you're <laughs> telling me that I don't give a shit about who I step over? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughs. No, that's not true at all. Well, how is socialism doing any of that? Well, we How's socialism working in Venezuela? We don't have a great example of socialism. We really don't. Well, that's not entirely true either. See, what you need is you need the perfect mix of not allowing people to slip to the point of being incapable of contributing. Because then they're, they're basically useless, you know? I always said this, that the difference between me and somebody that we know very dearly um, and you'll, you'll know who I'm talking <laughs> okay. about. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Right. But the only difference between me and someone like that is that we all went out and made the same mistakes is that I just had the, the means, whether that was through my family or, or otherwise to get out of those situations. And right. that's the whole thing is that if you want, if you want mom and pop shops on fucking bank street downtown, right. You need to have a system in place where people can make fucking mistakes and not be completely screwed by the end of it. Right. And, well. you know, quite often, people, people 
you know, we've seen it time and time again. People mm. lose their house, they lose their, their jobs, they're, they're all fucked, and, you know, they, they, you can't get out of it. So if you don't have that kind of backing, which mm. is becoming slimmer and slimmer and slimmer and slimmer, um, you know, we, we might be the last generation that uh, were relatively privileged middle-class people. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. It's going to be harder to find. Yeah, what happens to the middle class? It just gets shrunk and shrunk and shrunk, and you end up having what we what we have now is you have like a huge lower class of people, and you have uh, 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 more people making more money at the top. Like, but more. that's not true at all. Well, that, that's what's happening. No, it's not. Okay. No. Well, <laughs> well, no, it's, no, it's not. It's. Like, I was just having this conversation with my father in law tonight. There are more people in the middle class now than there ever have been. Poverty is at an all time low in human history. In Canada. There are, I think there's been a 37% increase of people who have become economically mobile in terms of making less than $25,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. To okay, moving uh, moving listen, into the middle okay, class. I, I agree. Okay, I, I agree with you on that. So, but I think, I think what's, ha- okay, it's not that the middle class is shrinking. It's that. It's expanding. Uh, it is It is expanding. However, you're in. A, we're in a situation right now in Canada where you have people spending hundred and seventy eight percent of their income mm-hmm. compared to like what they're making so you yeah. have you have a huge middle class who is if you're making 50 grand a year you're living as if you're making 88 right if you're making yeah. 88 grand a year you're living as if you're making fucking I don't know 113 if my math is anywhere close mm-hmm. that's a real problem because you're you're giving you're giving away but you're basically allowing people to get money. Like basically at will, you know, you can, your car's on credit, your your house is on credit, your fucking groceries are on credit, your right. fucking kids' baseball or whatever is on credit, and that's that's what the real problem is. It's debt. So in a way, the middle class is shrinking a little bit because there may be more people in that class, but we're not making the best of it. We're not stashing money. We're not saving money. We're not investing our money. We're literally going out into debt, which is what is increasing the top 1%, and that's going to kill us in the end. What the fuck is Todd doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you playing Mortal Kombat? Because I want you to respond now, Chris. Oh. Finish him. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. Um, okay, well, the long and short of it, is that? <laughs> we should talk. That movie is ridiculous, by the way. No, no, no. I want to hear your response to. Well, what I'll Gus tell you said. something. Mortal Kombat, product of capitalism. First of all, um, it sure is. Konami. Uh, yeah, I don't understand your logic about that at all. That makes no sense. Well, okay. It, it, like, let's talk about the things that are true with what you just said. What you just said was that yes, household debt is at a historical high in Canada. And people are making fucking horrible decisions. People are making bad decisions with respect to credit when they can qualify for it. But a lot of the household debt stuff that you're you're, you're talking about is tied into the fact that the housing market's been pretty hot for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. And as much debt as that has been creating, it's also created a tremendous amount of wealth. And I would also argue, let me finish, I will also argue that Coming from a guy who owns, like, multiple income properties. Anyways, go ahead. I don't own multiple <laughs> income properties. Well, you did. I, I have two that I busted my ass working for. Sure. And I also endured a fire for one of them. Oh. Jeez. Yeah, well, you know, what can I tell you? Listen. Bleeding heart liberals. <laughs> cap- capitalism has elevated the most number of people out of poverty. And as far as Canada goes, there's a, there's a, a significant 
you know, percentage of our population that exists in the middle class. It, it, that's the truth. No, it, it's it, better it is than truth. it has, ever right. has been before. Like it's, You're right. we're super blessed. It's but like, I think we're making, we're making, are there problems? Yeah. We're making extremely bad decisions with it. We're Definitely. making some very poor decisions. Yes. Yeah. But, and, and, and you know, that, that's the only thing. But if you, st- if you step back forest with the trees view, things are very good. Does that mean people need more financial literacy? Yes. Does that mean that the government or that like we should enact or, you know, like force people to make better decisions? I don't know. I don't think that that's the right solution. Cause then what are they learning? I don't know. You know, well, they're, they're learning, they're learning bad ways of doing things. But the thing, my, my whole thing is this man with regards to fucking money. Um, it's, that's not, that's not something to fuck around with. No, it's not something to like, you, you can't make mistakes. And that's the thing is like when, when people do make these mistakes mm-hmm. and God love them, you know, most of our middle class is going out right now and making very large mistakes. Now, the housing- what, what are you qualifying that on? You, you're making a broad sweeping Man, if you, generalization. If, if, you're, if you are indebted 178% to your fucking $1, uh-huh. man, you're, that's a fucking problem. Right. That, that's a major problem. Okay. And so that, that, but that's, that's not all of the middle class. Like that, That's a segment of the middle class, yes, that is spending it's, it's more than It's the average Canadian, man. It's the average Canadian. It's 178%. I got I to check that stat. It's the average Canadian. I give you permission to check on your phone, Chris. The average Canadian is spending 178% of their yes. of their income is what you're saying. Yes. And and anyways, I just I just you know, go back to like, you know, capitalism, socialism, whatever, man. It's like it, it we just don't want anybody left behind. And that's why I thought, you know, something like a something like a guaranteed income to people to keep everybody above that, you know, so-called poverty line would be would be a great thing because then people could actually contribute and you could go out and make some mistakes and not have the rest of your life. Gus, do you think that, because I, I saw this in the news recently, and I'm totally taking the back burner and just being moderator and not sharing any opinions on this on purpose. But um, do you think that there should be a, a guaranteed living wage? Is, is this what you've been talking about? Yeah, for sure, man. Like, so like whether you work at McDonald's, uh, whether you work at Harvey's, if you work full time at Harvey's, you should be able to support yourself in a home and all this stuff. Yes, Chris. Do I agree with a uh, an um, a median living wage? Yeah. So, like, if you just say you work, yeah, like retail or if you work full time at a job, you should be able to be like a pretty, not a pretty decent or average, but you you should be able to be a contributing member, i.e buy a house one day. I don't think, uh, well, no, I, I, I don't think that the, you should be guaranteed an income for doing nothing. Do you, do you think that working at McDonald's is nothing? No, I, I'm, spe- well, let me just elaborate what I mean by, you know, those pilot projects in Switzerland that they do, for instance, where there's like, if you sit on your ass at home, you're guaranteed to make like 30. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking okay. about full-time work. Full-time. Well, what you're talking, what you're really talking about is like a, flipping burgers, you know, what you're really talking about is, is a, is a, living minimum wage, yeah. as they like to say. Yeah. Um, I I don't believe that... Um, yeah, I mean, uh, do, do I think you should get... I think there should be a minimum wage, okay? Yeah. And I think that that minimum wage should scale with the rate of inflation or slightly more than it. I didn't agree with the way that they rolled out a, f- like, 14 bucks suddenly, like, in one year. Yeah, get yeah, the yeah. fuck out of here. That's, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It yeah. should go up every year, just like, for instance... 
Uh, there's a certain percentage that a landlord is allowed to increase the rent on a tenant, for instance. It should be the same thing with, with a minimum wage. It should constantly be looked at. But yeah, I, I believe that there should be a minimum wage. But um, I mean... Do you think that you're able to purchase a home on minimum wage? Well, no, you're not supposed to purchase a home on minimum wage. Okay. The whole idea with a minimum wage job is that it's meant to be a stepping stone into something else. Minimum wage jobs are meant to like create an incentive to earn more, which everybody has the ability to do if they really want to. And by the way, I just want to support something with what I researched. The, this is a piece from CBC, December 7th, 2017. The median family net worth was $295,000 according to Statistics Canada. The vast majority of Canadians are in a positive net worth situation. Does that mean that they make certain mistakes with respect to household debt, with financing big renovations, you know, with the equity in their homes unnecessarily, that they're putting a lot more stuff on credit cards? Yes, but the average Canadian is in the black, is not on the red. And that has been going up statistically for the last almost 20 years. So, Because of capitalism? Well, what other system do we have here? That's crazy. Well, here, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be a capitalist with you on this. I be, with, the, with the wage thing there, man, is the thing is, is that the wage, the wage that you're paying somebody depends on the... Chris just slammed all your mints, by the way. Yeah. That's okay. He needs them more than I do. Oh! <laughs> you know what? So, Those mints? Capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> God love them. But anyways, like, yeah, so let's take... You're a business owner and you employ... Uh, minimum wage individuals to do mm-hmm. your to do to do the daily work. Okay. The the problem is is when the government imposes something like that on you over such a short period of time, you're fucked basically because mm-hmm. your costs are going to go through the roof. Secondly, if people need to realize that like if you're if you're a business owner, paying somebody a living wage is is you know morally good, but is it good for the bottom line of the company? I don't know, and. I don't think that we're in a situation where we can pay Tim Hortons workers $22 and 50 cents an hour to shove coffees out a window. I think it would, I think it would be detra fucking mental to, yeah, uh, you want a $5 uh, coffee? Fuck no. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it would be super detrimental to business. So the thing is you have to create a climate that does that. You know, a lot of these European countries that we use as these great examples, well, you know what? A lot of their fucking natural resource income comes back into the country and is used in an appropriate way. Other unlike what we do here in Canada. You know, so there's a segment of people who, who, who there's an element of a contingent of society that will also always just work a minimum wage job. They'll, sure. there'll be certain issues, generational issues, um, uh, variety of things that will keep them in that minimum wage job. But that's like a small percentage of the general population. Yeah. Roughly what? I don't know, but I, I would, I would, I would probably market it somewhere between 10 to 20% of the, of the population of the country will reside in a certain economic level. Right? Okay. But most people will like work a minimum wage job in a staircase up. Yep. Statistically, that's what it, that's what's represented in the United States and Canada generally speaking. So I think that the essence like the the the, the point is is that a minimum wage job is not for most people is not meant to be a permanent thing. It's meant to be a stepping stone into a higher wage job. Mm-hmm. And statistically that's generally what happens, right? So you know, do I think that people deserve a living wage? Sure. But getting paid $15 an hour in Toronto versus getting paid $15 an hour in Regina, Saskatchewan, you're going to have dramatically different lifestyles. Yes. So if, you know, is it harder for people to, to earn a minimum wage in a big metropolitan city that's gentrified and that it's in high demand? Yes, it is. 
and that's a it's a whole other slew of problems. But I just don't think that the solution is to try to even everything out without d- honestly discussing all the implications that come along with that. Like you like your iPhone. Well, if they move iPhone production to like the United States, we're going to be talking about fucking nine thousand dollar iPhones. That's what oh, we're yeah, going to be 100%. doing. We are. Talking. I don't want a fucking nine thousand dollar iPhone. Yeah, iPhones are like. There, there was a there's a study no. a study I heard on on the difference between like Toyota's you know Toyota's been like lauded you know for for their manufacturing processes and like people study them and this and that and they got a really good system mm-hmm. uh, and then over here in Canada they did a comparison between like how much it costs to fucking put on a car door mm-hmm. com- here compared to like in a Toyota facility and like you're talking about you know uh, a thirty to forty percent difference in the cost. You know, in 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 the way that you know, putting a car door on a Malibu in downtown Oshawa is costing you forty percent more than it does in Japan, and you know, is is Japan abusing their workers and paying them you know subpar wages and you know using slave labor? Well, no, they're not. They're just doing it in a different way. Japan's got a, a crazy culture when it comes to work. Oh yeah, yeah. They like Japanese people. There's no turnover in any corporation in Japan. Virtually none. People don't quit jobs there. And, you know, that's a pretty extreme model. Like, but going back to what we were talking about, like, there are all sorts of injustices and differences in outcome that occur. But to vilify, you know, capitalism and it's just like, ah, it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, give me a break. It's, you know, it's given us a lot of good things. I don't don't vilify capitalism. I don't believe in predatory capitalistic practices. I believe that consumers should be protected from... From from stupid shit, okay. Sure, uh, but I also don't think it's it's a good idea to swing too much to the other way either, and like, you know, essentially plague business owners and people who are economic producers, saddling them with all sorts of stupid stuff. Like, it's not that I don't agree with a fourteen dollar minimum wage, but I don't agree with a forty percent increase in a twelve month period. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I think why don't you I, just I totally, tie it to the rate of inflation? Like every year, there's an increase. You. Completely agree with you. You know, but so. then, then you know, what about what about uh, like what about like NDP and stuff like increasing business taxes and charging extra income tax on the on the the one percent who are already paying seventy five percent of the tax base? I don't agree with that either, because that like you know you, you get you get left leaning people who want fucking equality, equality, equality. Well, you know what? Taxing the people that make the most money who are already paying the most to the tax base doesn't fucking make sense either. So it's it's that type of it's that type of politicization or whatever you want to call it of mm-hmm. like you know you, you claim inequality but it's okay to be unequal when it's not you well that's fucked you know what let's talk about a more recent example todd i'd love to get your opinion on this so we haven't done the podcast in a while but new york the city of new york the amazon deal got quashed there yeah it did yeah i don't know if you've been following this at all but amazon like pulled out of new york yeah like fucking goose and top gun just fucking ejected the fuck out of that city mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of like uh, Andrew Cuomo, the governor, was like my fellow colleagues in the Democratic Party. Some of them very radical fringe assholes, like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, for instance, yeah. and Bill De Blasio, the mayor of the city, yeah. were really critical of Amazon getting um, essentially a three billion dollar combination of a tax abatement and state incentives, like tax incentives. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, we shouldn't have to like subsidize corporations and this, this, and the other thing. And that's all fine and good, right? However, when they did the calculation of what the economic benefit was going to be in exchange for those subsidies and tax breaks, mm-hmm. it was like $40 billion over 10 years. It was billions of dollars of income tax and state tax that was generated. Yeah. 
and it was 25,000 jobs yes. in Long Island, which needs them. Yes. So, I mean, sure. Like, there's been plenty of uh, examples in the last 30 years of where corporations work with states or, like, look at the Vancouver Film Credit, for instance. Like, the province of BC brought a lot of uh, Hollywood productions up to Canada because they give tax incentives to draw that business, right? Sure they did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's, like, economic incentives and benefits that Like, occur. direct production right off. Yeah, like Deadpool. Well, both, I, both of the Deadpool movies were shot in Canada. Let's go, you know what, let's just use the biggest, most glaring example is, you know, in when, when all of the auto manufacturing, like, you know, after 9-11, when yeah. all this shit hit the fan, and we were like, fuck it, we gotta bail all these people out, and everybody took a bailout, basically, except Ford. You mean okay. after the 2008 shutdown, not 9-11? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it started around 9-11 because they, 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 a, a lot of airlines went bankrupt. They were like, oh, fuck, right. we didn't know. Oh, like after 9-11. Yeah, you sorry. know what I mean? So all post 9-11, all of this shit started to happen, and then it, it boiled over in 2008, yes. So when they bailed out all the auto manufacturers, people, people freaking out, freaking out. We can't bail out these companies, blah, 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 blah. We're not in the business of subsidizing, you know, for-profit entities, this and that. But at the same time, if we didn't, imagine what the landscape would be now. Like, you know, D- D- Detroit would literally have nobody living there. That's a good point. Not, not a single person. And, and the, the whole thing is, is that we have an auto plant just shut down in, in Oshawa. Unions up in arms. People are up in arms. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to take this and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <clears throat> but if, if, if we turn around and, and subsidize those people to save those jobs mm-hmm. you, you actually may be in a better situation so it's not always yeah, about be. you know it, th- these companies get so this is the thing about capitalism that people hate is the companies get so big that they're you know that, that whole fucking cliche of like too big to fail you know what i mean when when you are employing forty five thousand people and you are making a one two three ten twelve percent contribution to the gdp of a fucking country yeah we're gonna we're gonna think about giving you some fucking incentives well look at it this way they left amazon like dropped the mic and they're like fuck you new york and fuck everybody who was like criticizing us and vilifying us and the next day the governor of newark the governor of new jersey i should say was like we're willing to give you a $7 billion tax abatement and state incentive. Virginia gave them $10 billion. Like, look, look at the example of UPS. How, how much was Toronto going to give them? How much was Ottawa going to give Everybody, them? Everybody. Like, Come that's on. how you attract the people. To, that's how you attract, right? And, like, it's got to be a good deal. Obviously, it's got to be a good arrangement where everybody benefits. But look what happened with UPS in, I think it was in, two, in 1996. 1996, UPS, I believe this was the case, but they um, – they created a an international epicenter hub in Louisville, Kentucky, where all packages, international packages, flowed through the UPS facility in Louisville. It became the the economic epicenter of that city. Uh, Twenty thousand people employed, more now, and it's been a good arrangement between that city and the state and UPS, which is like a institutional fundamental business in America. And that's a good example of like the state working with a corporation to go lay down the foundation and the pillars here and we'll, we'll work together and we'll, it'll benefit everybody. Yeah, right? you give them a three, three, $4 billion break and think about all of the business tax they're going to pay, yeah. all of the, you know, the land tax, the friggin' in, the, the federal income tax. There's more to gain. All of those employees. There's absolutely more to gain. All of the benefits plans and the, you know, who you name, man, pension plans, come on, like... It's, it's none wrong. of these assholes, none of these 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 left leaning politicians are doing anybody any favors. 
by vilifying business, by vilifying capitalism. No, and, and No, they're not. And, no. like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, it's ridiculous. I'm going to fucking Popeye's chicken. I'm going to fucking buy some chicken. I don't give a shit. <laughs> give me my hot sauce. Todd, what do you think? You're just yeah, sitting there. Yeah, come on, man. You're sitting there. I literally want to kill myself. This, what? Conver- this conversation is fucking boring as shit, man. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, let's talk why about... Why don't you say something? Let's, let's talk about so- stocks. I don't want to hear more about stocks. Let's start over. No, Chris, let me hear your can't investment. start over. Now we got to fucking go forward. Can we, can we go back to the opening credit? I want to hear your investment portfolio. Shut the fuck up. That was a very interesting conversation. No, no, no. It's good. You guys are good. Um, okay, go. No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. Some businesses are bad, like Facebook. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm Mark Zuckerberg, and uh, I just want to say we launched a new uh, new uh, product in Facebook called Messenger. And uh, get the fuck out of here, Mark Zuckerberg! Get the fuck out of here! You, you were you just are an asshole. You were just on Messenger. You were on it. You're yeah, because I'm trying to emphasize my point. Have you ever noticed with Mark Zuckerberg? He's so painfully idealistic, and I don't think it's uh, like I think he's an evil son of a bitch. You think? Why? Yes. Why? He's a fucking Bond villain, man. He's he's the worst. But why, though? Because everything is through the lens of, like, Facebook is bringing the world. No, it's not. Facebook is not bringing the world together. Facebook is making people hate each other. Yeah, but you know you know what's interesting? Here's the thing. Facebook has the potential to bring the world together and make it a smaller place. It's just once you add in that little salt of human on there, it fucks everything up, man. And it becomes literally, I heard this quote from the other day from a politician. You know, that, that Facebook has become a sewer. And it is. Social media has become a sewer. Reddit's yeah. a sewer. Everything is... We're not meant to be this close to no, each other. we're not, man. We're meant to be in no. our little communities and, you know, opening credits of fucking Back to the Future. That's where it's at. Okay? <laughs> what? You know, reason that he goes into his neighborhood there. You know, and the, That's not the, the opening... The, oh, you mean, like, in yeah. back when he's in the past? Yes. When he rolls up to his what neighborhood... A random... It's, it's just being built. You that's know, such th- a rando... That's where we're supposed to be, man. Wow. Okay. What? It's supposed to be where? <laughs> what the fuck is going on with now, you guys tonight, okay, man? Listen, stop right. being so passive aggressive, Todd. This is. I'm not being. I'm telling you. I'm telling you straight up that your your fucking shit is boring the shit out of me all right, tonight. All right. Let's roll. Facebook. Let's talk about the uh, downside of the Facebook investments with. Uh, that's that's a really good impression. We just talking. start. We just started talking. Here, why don't I change the subject for you? No, no, no. I think we're almost done anyway. What? Yeah. What time is it? I don't know. Man, you're in the worst mood ever. I am in the fucking worst Why? mood. Why? Because I stopped like making music to talk about fucking, uh, let's see here. 38 mins. Man, whatever. Man, I like, you know. Well, why don't you bring something up and talk about it? I brought up a bunch of shit before the fucking podcast started. Bring it up again. Then, no, no, no. The moment's passed now. The moment's passed. This is like, okay, here, I'll bring something up. Captain Marvel is opening on on Friday. <laughs> Gus hates Captain Marvel. Why do you hate Captain Marvel? I don't know anything about it. Fuck you, I man. I don't know anything about any of that shit. Really? No. Gus hates superheroes. Okay, listen. I'll tell, I've I'll tell you. I never read a something. comic book in my yeah. life. I was in Las Vegas, as yeah. you guys know. I hate Las Vegas. Okay, so I can't talk about <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> Fucking jerk. Anyway, no, 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 tell us about Las Vegas. Hookers as you know, I have a crippling fear of flying. Which was alleviated with a prescription for Ativan. Oh, nice! Mark and now I'm comfortable talking about this because initially I wasn't ta- comfortable talking about it, but now I've changed my mind. This Ativan shit has cured my life. It is amazing. Have you ever had an Ativan? No, man, it is the shit. Isn't it like a clonazepam? They the same. A Clonaz- benzodiazepine. It's yeah. like a. It's a. It's a sedative. Are they? 
I don't know. Take a look. It's a sedative. Yeah, and it really works. Yeah. Okay, so how often do you take it? I took a couple before the flight, and I was good a, for the flight. Took a couple before the show? Uh, no, no, no. I just, I just for when I'm flying, so I just took a couple of sedatives, right? Yeah. And uh, landed in Vegas, and I uh, ended up having a pretty good time. Okay. It's a lorazepam. It's a lorazepam? Oh, then it is a benzodiazepine. Yeah, it's the same thing. What are you fucking guys talking about? That shit's habit-forming, man. Yeah, I know. I You can't. Don't fucking pop them. So did you feel like you were melting into the plane seat? No, I just, just chilled out. I felt like sleepy, and I was just like, yo, man. I was like traveling with my friend. and um, You know that a lot of those were used to reduce seizures in epileptic patients? I believe it, yeah. Mm, I go. believe it. So anyway, I was glad about that. I got to Vegas. Vegas is a fucking crazy playground. Have you ever been there? No, and I won't. Have you ever been there, Todd? Why won't you go? Not a good place for me. What? What? Oh, yeah, because you're a delinquent. Hookers and blow. <laughs> Jesus, no hookers no. and blood. I don't know. No, I have I have no desire to go there. It's just, why it's, it's too. I, I'm not into any of that shit. I'm not into gambling. I'm not into freaking lights and drinking and bro. Like no man. You don't like bro culture? No, I'm I'm out. I'm out. Well, this place was crazy. We, I, I was, don't I don't like rape. Culture you want to talk either. rape I, culture? I respect women. Like I, I just don't. You think like Vegas people. is rape culture? Kind of. Yeah. What? Based on what? Well, you know. I think Gus has gone fucking nuts. Like, what? You've never been there. How can you come up with that idea? From what I see, that's what it is. From what you see on what? Like a sinful cesspool? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. It's called Sin City? Yeah. Gambling. What the fuck? It's gambling. It's women. It's hookers. It's it's drugs. It's it's the whole culture, man. That's what it is. Come on. Right. So that's that's, what it is. Okay. That's rape culture? Well, no, but a lot of that, you know, they're like hand in hand, man. It's like. Wow. Okay. So you don't, don't want to go to You don't think that? Man, bar culture is like, I, I feel it condones that shit. You know what I mean? Chris, did you go to any bars when you were in Vegas? Uh, No, but I went to a lot of casinos. Mm-hmm. And I went with $200 with the attitude like, this is just play money. And I got up to 600 bucks playing roulette. Oh. And I was like, fuck. And then like I lost it all. Like you were up 600 or you were down? No, I, I was up 400 So I'm sorry. Excuse me. I was up $400. Wow. And then I lost it all. And uh, it was funny. I met a lot of people there from like the Midwest, and they were like, "I brought twenty grand." Oh my god! Yeah, and I, for I, I, for a while, I was watching this high stakes table. It was a Texas Hold'em table, and there was this Vietnamese guy with like the the biggest sunglasses I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> oh my and god. this this hat like what you're wearing, Gus. <laughs> and he was like betting forty thousand dollars a hand. Oh. And he was playing against this guy with this gigantic cowboy hat who was also wearing sunglasses. They wear sunglasses so you don't see their eyes. Yeah. yeah. And the, the pot went up to like 1.2 million bucks, man. Jesus. And then I walked away. Somebody won that money. It was like, I was like, fuck, this is crazy. So you, you would bring $200 to the casino? Like, I just brought a measly 200 bucks. And it was, it was it, you know, it was just play money. And that's all that I really wanted to do. But the, the funny thing is when we were there, the Adult Video Network Awards were going on. Oh, so nice. there was like all these adult stars like all over the city. Right in line with what I was saying. So. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess you wouldn't have enjoyed yourself. So... So that means you don't want to go to Vegas. Did you see any? Did you see any porn stars hanging out? Uh, not really. No, I didn't go to the ABNs, but they were there. Was I saw a lot of people who I'm pretty sure were porn stars in the airport nice. and stuff. Nice. How long were you there? For three days. Three days. Okay, so you did casinos. What else did you do? Casinos. We had some good food. Um, we went to these. We went to some trade shows for work. It was a, we were at a trade show there. Did you go to the Pawn Stars? Uh... No. <laughs> But you know what's funny? When we were there, I was talking about hardcore pawn yeah. with my friend Bruno, 
and how formulaic and predictable these shows are. And do you ever notice, like, we were kind of talking about this, but you guys watch Hardcore Pond? No, well, but there's I, other, I've seen a one, few is episodes. That the one in Detroit? Yeah. The guy in the ponytail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funny thing about Hardcore Pond, I watch quite a bit of it, and it's always the same formula. It's always a guy that comes in with, like, a fucking first-generation Xbox or something like that, like, some, some just a piece of shit, okay? And he's like, I need $150. <laughs> and then Les Gold or Seth Gold is like, no. <laughs> no. No, no, but they don't even say no. They just go like, well, what do you need the money for? And the guy's like, I just fucking need it. <laughs> and they're like, I can't help you. I can give you a dollar. And whenever he goes, I'll give you a dollar, they go ape shit. They go, they rage. <laughs> like, don't even make a, an offer of money. Like, just say it's a piece of shit. I can't give you an, I'm not interested. But no, they always go like, I'll give you a dollar. Like, it's an. It's like slapping the guy in the yeah, face. Yeah, right? yeah. Totally. And the guy gets, go, like, these guys go ape shit, right? Like, I... I'm not even joking you. It's one of the more recent and then that, episodes. Like, seven foot tall, four hundred pound black guy. There's, yeah, there's, there's always a, there's always a gigantic bouncer that yeah. like comes up behind and is like, "Time for you to leave," and they're like, "Fuck you!" And then they get like really aggressive with like the guy, right? But anyway, the most recent one I saw, this guy came in with a broken guitar. Like the the neck of the guitar was snapped off, and the guy was like, "I need a hundred a hundred bucks or something like that." And Les was like, "It's a broken guitar." He's like, "You can fix it. It's a pawn shop." I need the money. <laughs> and yeah. And, and, and he goes, what do you need the money for? He's, the guy was like, none of your business. And, and Les Gold was like, I can give you a dollar. He, he always goes, I'll give you a dollar for it. And they go fucking nuts, man. They get, they get so pissed off. Chris, like, do you love that show? Kind of. It's, and I shouldn't because it's so predictable. I think you should open a pawn shop. Yeah, Why you would you would be hilarious, man. specifically what? for that reason? So because my can, dedication to capital, I'll give you a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how I talk. I yeah. give you a fucking dollar. You, you totally should. Dollar? You should totally open a pawn shop. Pawn shop. That would be amazing. Be eating a salami sandwich. I'll give you a fucking dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I eat a salami sandwich. I'll give you a fucking dollar. These these shows are so funny though. It's it's like uh, hardcore pawn. What's the other one I've been watching a lot lately? Is uh, but you know what's really sad though is like when you when you you take you know the show okay it's 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 hilarious but the thing is if you take those real people man and then you look at yeah. the fact that they're in fucking Detroit like dude really does need a hundred bucks man <laughs> and it's yeah. probably really none of your business of what it's about but, yeah but like you know, but like, like you know you're running a high volume business like that it's like a lot of like shifty sure. people are coming in and out of there right like some of the, the other the other really good um, reality show that I was watching on YouTube was. Selling jets. It's called selling jets. Oh god! <laughs> this is the other end of the spectrum. It's like these people. Wait, okay. Have you ever seen, sell jets? You ever seen airplane repo? Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Airplane repo. Yeah, yeah. You gotta watch that. So Chris. you know the repo shows where they like tow dudes' cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all fucking crazy. Zero these airplanes. guys do this, but with fucking airplanes. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's off insane. The charts, man. Like <laughs> so, like private jets. Or yeah, like yeah, like, yeah. Like sneaking around in aircraft hangers, like. You're like, all right, all right, he's gone. All right, fire it up. Yeah. And they, they fire the airplanes up and drive them out of the yeah. hangar? Yeah. And fly, what? Them, fly, fly them. them out? Yeah. No way. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to watch it. Airplane repo? Airplane yeah. repo. It's hilarious. What's it on, Annie? I don't know. I, I think it was, yeah, it may have been on Annie. I haven't it was a while ago. Long. You know what else I like, too, oh. is Beyond Scared Straight. You ever watch that? No. Oh, man. Oh, that, they take those kids and put them in jail? They, yeah, but they put them in jail, like, supervised by the worst criminals. And the guy's like, I'll fucking eat you. <laughs> they're like, I'll fucking eat you. And the kid's like, yeah. And he's like, I'll fucking eat you with a knife and fuck. Delicious. But aren't there kids that it doesn't Yeah, affect? every so often there's a kid, like, and that kid is the guy who goes to 
yeah. the pawn shop from, yeah. with a first generation Xbox. Yeah. Like, fuck you. No, but every so often there's a kid who's like, who's like, then fucking eat me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then, it's like and, a ten year old. Yeah, it's a ten year old. They're like totally nuts. And then, and then the guy's like, oh yeah. And then, like the kid calls the guy's bluff, right? So then, the then the fucking the guard will come in and be like, "Shut the fuck up! Don't disrespect him! <laughs> like, don't disrespect! Don't the disrespect the criminal! <laughs> the guy who's convicted of stealing fifty cars." You know, you know, speaking of like the justice system, I think we should go back to chain gangs, man. Chain gangs. I'm all over it. What is a chain gang? Isn't it like labor? Yeah, it's like, like- hard, hard labor. Like go and clean the fucking ditch. Fix the fucking like what they do in North Korea. Fix the pot. No, <laughs> that's slave labor. But they are, they have chains around their their legs. Yes, technically because they're gang. slaves. Well, I no, think they're I'm just guests. Like known criminals. Okay, buddy pled guilty. Fucking whatever. What? Chain them up. Make them fix some fucking potholes. Jesus, enough of this already. Man, speaking of potholes, fuck. There are so there are so many potholes okay, in this fucking city. Have you driven down Bronson going south to South End, like to the no, airport? No. Mother of God, the road just disappears. <laughs> where? Like where? What intersection? What do you mean the road disappeared? Right, right by the Ichabod Bro- Crane. Right style? by the Brookfield exit. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. Literally, the road just disappears. You, you can. It's see, a gravel road. You can see like the fucking rebar. And <laughs> Did shit. you say Ichabod Crane? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like the road just disappears. Like, what do you mean? No, like you can see like the rebar in the road. There is no pavement. There's rebar in roads. Well, I, I guess this is where the bridge joins. The, oh, yeah. Okay. You know, so you can see like that shit. And yeah, th- there's no fucking pavement. So what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Would you guys run for office? Fuck no. I would 100% run for municipal office. I would never vote for you. Why? Because you're not even, you don't even like capitalism. In Man, that case. We, we're not getting back on this. This is what I mean. This is what I mean. Oh, what happens. Like, you know, I, this would is be, what happens. I would be a fantastic counselor. Well, minus the swearing and the... I would clean up. Yeah. I would clean up. Throwing shit around. Okay, I would stop throwing things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If I stop throwing things, stop swearing, and wore pants, would you vote for me? <laughs> no, it depends on your platform. I don't know. You you, you would be a good politician, I think, Gus. My you'd platform be, is you'd to be a stick nice up guy. for you. To stick up for me? Yes. Like how? What do I need, Gus? You have to convince me I need something. I don't. No. <laughs> what's, I don't. What's wrong no. with my life? You want to know no, my opinion nothing. on you shit? You got a pretty good life, man. It's you want to know what my opinion is on shit? Yes. I can't talk about stuff I haven't fucking experienced. So let me Todd, tell you. you've experienced probably a lot more of what we've been talking about than me and Correct. That's what I mean. Is there was a, I grew up in the lower middle bracket, I would say, right? Yeah. Lower middle. And uh, I'm pretty happy where I am. So the reason why I get bored of shit with these conversations is because, like, I don't know. um, Things are pretty good. Things are good. Your life's amazing. You're right. Things are pretty good. I don't really have too many complaints. You're right. I got debt. Everyone else has got debt. I, you know, I also have a car. I have a home. I yeah, have well, and you exactly. worked, and you worked for it. You didn't have it handed to you. Yeah, and that, I think that I think that's what's important. <laughs> and I think that's what Chris tries to say all the time. No, right? well, He's Chris, like, see, this is the conversation, people have, right? People have opportunities, and if you don't take those opportunities, then fuck them, right? Yeah. So Chris is going to say right now that it's because of capitalism, right? No, I got to call Gus a fucking crazy hippie <laughs> patchouli motherfucker. No, it's capitalism. Capitalism. Okay. It's capitalism. No, Gus, it's cap- what would you say? Also capitalism? Wait, wait, wait what am I What am I that, that I'm in the position that I'm in today. Capitalism? Uh, yeah, a little bit of both. No, wait a minute. 
No, sorry. No, no, you're not in the position you are today because of capitalism. No, you're in the position you are because you live in a country that. So you're contradicting you. yourself, then, Chris. No, I didn't really listen to what you said. You, you you're said trying everything to tell good me comes from capitalism. You you no, but so you're saying that your your evolution as a person. No. You said everything good comes from capitalism. Yeah, in the context of economic stuff, consumer yes. goods. Yes. Okay. Okay. And no, I, well, if you really want to get into it, like, I'm we're in your basement where you have about forty thousand dollars worth of guitars on the wall. Thanks here. for saying that in the internet, you fucking idiot. Yeah, okay. no, it's not a fucking idiot. You have a lot of nice guitars here. Yeah, you have a nice house. Yeah, you drive a nice car. Yes, I think it's difficult to argue that capitalism hasn't improved your life. Okay, I'm not arguing that. I'm just so, saying. So, yeah, so you're not arguing. No, that. I'm talking about you. You're yeah. uh, you're basically confirming what I just said. Yeah, you say it's capitalism. I think capitalism has contributed to the betterment of all of our lives. Okay, you Gus, Gus, you? Capitalism is responsible for everything uh, good. No, in your specific situation, because I know it, um, it you, you live in a country that has um, opportunities that are created, avail like made available. Okay. That... You know, like, let's put it this way, man. You work for the government, okay? Mm -hmm. You didn't go to post-secondary education. No. Nope. You literally kind of made your own way. Yeah. So that's not really to do with capitalism. I mean, if you were working for fucking IBM because of your degree, you know, or something that you secured via Canada student loans, that's a completely separate thing. Okay. But I, I think in your situation, you you exist in a country that allows you to do those things. You know, if you if you were in the United States, you may have suffered a little bit more and may not have succeeded as much because of your status. Okay. Do you and know what's, what I mean? what's the status? Yeah. You know, as a visible minority. <laughs> 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 okay, what? All right, this is taking a left turn. Okay, let's go with this. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I mean, okay, like put, put it this way: in the United States, like there, if you're, I mean, you you could be okay if you're a visible minority. You could work as hard as you want. Mm -hmm. um, you may never achieve that. You know, there, there's a glass ceiling there. Okay, there is. You think there's a glass ceiling for visible minorities? Yes. In the United States? Yes. Okay. That's that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Is that there is? And I think we need to recognize it. Okay. Is that a lot of the times they they don't have the same opportunities that are afforded to people like you or I, Chris? Uh, I disagree with you strongly. Okay. Okay. You know that you know well, there. Was, it's great that you're a visible minority who's making a statement on this instead of a oh, privileged this, this white is, guy this, making this, a statement. I on knew this. it. I knew this was going to go there. <laughs> you know that. You know, it, Todd. You'll you'll be able to relate to this. Yeah. Uh, because you're Asian. Um, <laughs> I'm not but, Asian man. <laughs> you're half Asian. Okay. Um, but uh, there was a recent. Uh, would you consider Chinese people to be visible minorities? Well, they are by definition in this country. Yes. Okay, sure. So um, in, in, in the United States, uh, the Chinese Students Association has launched a class action lawsuit against Harvard University and Princeton University okay. for what they call a bias and prejudice against Asian American students because they are so academically strong. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is that these post-secondary institutions are essentially not accepting people on the basis of their academic scores because there's such a disproportionate number of Asian Americans who, who get like 90s and 100s on shit. Sure. So since they're dedicated to this 
to this uh, to this mandate of diversity and and in uh, in kind of proportional representation, I guess, makeup. Uh, a lot of these, but but their charter says that you know you are gained entry based on your academic yeah, scores sure. yeah. and then some other factors. Uh, these Asian American students are going. We're being unfairly penalized for this because we do so well. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want a campus full of Asian American students. Why don't you? I don't know. That's a question for. Yeah, but Chris, aren't you basically saying yeah, what aren't he's you saying? Supporting my, aren't you supporting? <laughs> oh no, because no, you're I'm not, saying because I'm saying that that is a visible minority. Yeah, that's a group of visible minorities. Yeah. who do quite well as do East Indians in the United States, for instance, mm-hmm. and are being penalized for it. That's just what he said, though, isn't it? Oh, no, you were saying that it's the opposite. It's not because of how well they're doing. It's because of a racial bias. No, Gus is saying that they can't get ahead because they're visible minorities. Okay. And I'm saying there are there. here's an example of visible minorities who are ahead, who are actually being penalized for doing too well. Okay. Okay, you know, okay, I, I, that that might be the case, but I think that that's a, it's not might be I, the case. It is the okay, case. Okay, it, it it okay, it's fact, but I think that that is an anomaly in America. I think what the uh, kind of status quo is in America is that you have a huge amount of of the black population, the Hispanic population, the Native American population, you know, indigenous population, if you will who are literally in a position like I was just talking about in the previous segment where they can't get ahead because they're perpetually oppressed. So even if you were to succeed, the chances of you getting out of the, you know, quote, ghetto is extremely difficult because your school doesn't support you. You live in a bad neighborhood. You have a shit school. Nobody's going to nobody's going to let you get to Harvard because you, you know, because just because you graduated high school in the worst high school in America, they don't that's not the way it works. Yeah, I mean this is like this is a there are some things that you're saying that I see your point on and then there are other things that I think it's a greater uh, what greater I was discussion. trying to, what I was trying to say in Todd's situation is that we live in Canada. It's a great country. We have every opportunity available to us mm-hmm. and we're not we're not like that. So Todd in Todd's situation has these opportunities available to him. He is as equal as me, is as equal to, you know, somebody like T.A. Ule. You know, we're, we're all equal. And so we have this ability to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and make change. And that's, that's what Todd's situation was, is he made change himself and was able to avail of all of those things that are available to us. However, if you are in a different country, it may not work out that way for you. I'm going to go try this shit out elsewhere. What do you mean? I'm gonna go take take my bootstraps and uh, head to like take your bootstraps and go whip to, some ass. Go to Texas and see what happens. Check out uh, some <laughs> other countries. I am pretty sheltered. I'm pretty. I'm a fairly sheltered individual. I know that. But go, go uh, to Montana and see what happens. I gotta say, man, I, I've been to various states in the East Coast, uh, Southwest, etc. Very kind. I loved it there, man. Yeah. I loved it there. I loved the people there. I loved the people that I met. I know I'm talking through like rose-colored glasses, but I mean, there's ro- rose-colored glasses here too, right? My whole point is that, and the reason why I got all up in arms with the discussion that you guys are having is because it's, it, it's all it is these days is everyone talking shit. And I'm like, well, based 
uh, I guess relatively, I have it pretty fucking good. <laughs> so I'm sick of hearing about it, man. Like, and the, the whole social media thing, all these opinions, man. Like, you have. I mean, I've, I've almost had enough of it. Like, I've definitely Eat a dick, had social enough. media. Eat a dick. Social media is is not useful anymore. I don't think. No. Well, well, I mean, it is. Not really. Do you think it's useful for, for businesses, well, though, Chris? Uh, yeah, I, I, there is some use with it, but I think that it personal it's, use though. It's got as much bad as it does good. That's one of those yeah. hard yeah. predict. Like, I, I I really feel that way. There's there's an equal amount of stuff that's occurring with social media that's really bad. Mm-hmm. As there is that it's really good. And I would actually even argue, I'm not sure if there's a 50-50 balance there. I think it's... We don't know what's real anymore. That's the whole thing. It's yeah. like, you know, like, you know, people talk like, oh, fake news, fucking this and that, and curated fucking Instagram posts, and everybody's comparing themselves and this and that. You know, it, it's once again, like, you've taken something that's very useful, mm-hmm. and it could be useful, mm-hmm. but you've now added this, like, human to it, you know? And, and that's when it turns to, like, something else and when you have people who are out there writing fake reviews and they got you know you ever heard of the case of that dude who he was like uh you know i hope they heard it was like i hope they hurt serve beer in hell or something do you ever no. heard of the guy who wrote a book anyways what he did is he basically made he made his own media storm around him and his uh like over-the-top male chauvinistic culture and you know, people hated him for it, but then when he came out and he said, you know, it's funny that I used social media and I used all the tools of like SEO and business and shit like that mm-hmm. to actually make up my own hype. Mm-hmm. So this guy had, he hired, you know, 15 dudes, paid them 10 bucks an hour. Each one of them had 100 Gmail accounts and each one of them wrote 15 blogs a day talking about this guy. Yeah. Right? And that's how he generated his own hype. So he was kind of like, it's just fake bullshit. Fire Festival. Fire exactly. Festival is a good yeah. one, yeah. yeah. That was a great documentary. So, okay, so with me, that's the whole thing. Like, like th- those two cocaine girls from Quebec, Quebec got arrested yeah. in, in now in Australia. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it's just uh, the, the entire... It feels to me like the entire media outlet is just trying to make us feel like shit. And I, I'm sick of feeling like shit, man. I felt shit for a long time. Yeah, people you know? are getting off of it, man. It's like... So it's just uh, the presentation of the world as a cesspool is really old with me, you know? I, I realize... So I feel as if I'm in a good position, then uh, I realize that there's actual strife, actual pain, actual suffering, actual mm-hmm. poverty. Mm-hmm. So why can't people be like, okay, I'm in a pretty good situation uh, how, you know what did? How it can all, we be helpful? You, you know? know what it did it all though, man. It was it it it's it, it's this fucking thing that we call globalization, and that's that's what <laughs> fucking did it all. And and the, 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 let me just elaborate on that. Yeah. What what happened was people are like, well, wait a second. If we want all of this shit, we need the rest of the world to get on board and do this. But us in our very you know we we in the Western world have come to a point and evolved to a point where we don't really worry about too much. We don't worry about our food. Mm-hmm. We don't worry about fucking anything. Yeah. And so what we do worry about is like our morals and values. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, how do you have morals and values when everything that you depend on is dependent on oppressing somebody else? And that's what the big problem is now is that I, I, I understand what people are saying yeah. about like, 
you know, oh, Africa or the Middle East or, oh, my God, this or, oh, my God, that, Southeast Asia, this and that, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I get it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a moral and, and value standpoint, I understand what they're saying. Yeah. However, we've elected governments and people that this is the path that we've chosen. Yeah. So I, I have essentially become a little bit more insular myself. Some people even use the word protectionist, you know, and it's not about building a wall around Canada or anything like that. You, you know how I feel. I don't want to fucking go anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I live in the second biggest country in the world, man. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I post things on, on social media, like you see what I post, I yeah. post fucking great pictures, beautiful things, things that I'm, you know what I mean? I don't talk about all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. But th- this is what the this is what the younger generation is really having a hard time understanding because I went through it myself. I would always be like, "Oh my God, Southeast Asia, we're exploiting and this and that." Yeah. This is what the problem is: is we're sitting around worried about our morals and values. These people on the other side of the world are just trying to fucking get out of the get out of the shanty town, mm-hmm. and we we don't understand each other. Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I just think I don't know, and you guys will be surprised to hear this come out of my mouth, but I just think that uh we've got enough like i personally have had enough with like for example the other day i I was having this conversation i was like what is a a a cause or a uh like a something that we could work on as a species right space that is not (laughs) that is that everything's political nowadays right but that is not like political enough so that you could you could sort of unite people to to fix something right mm-hmm. can you name one no remember the movie contact well outside space like earth <laughs> earth related well, climate you know? change or uh, anything we could address climate change we could okay we could address food man food and you don't think that's you don't think that that's politicized like to the point where well, it, totally nothing is. would get the done. Cli- the climate's politicized. The food food is politicized. Yeah. The the fucking air we breathe is. So politicized. don't you think there's a an issue there? There's a total issue there. Yeah. So I was like, what about the North Pacific garbage pile? <laughs> that island of shit. <laughs> Can we just address that, please? Because enough, uh, <laughs> and there's enough countries bordering that you know the Pacific to be like. Hey, why don't we just figure that out? You know? you know, I've always thought about this. So Japan still has a very active whaling culture. Mm-hmm. So that means they got some like pretty big nets, pretty big boats, some shit, right? Why don't we just re-employ them? Well, I just think that like there's there isn't much that you could argue about, right? Is it terrible that there's a giant state-sized, you know, rolling mass of garbage in the Pacific? Yes. Right? <laughs> can can we all agree on bad. that? Can we yeah, all agree on bad. that? It's bad. It's all plastic and stuff sitting there. Is there a reason why someone would argue that with me? No. Would they be like, it's good because it'll be land that we they can develop arg- eventually. They wouldn't argue it's good, but they wouldn't argue with you that it, they, would, they would defend it by saying it's not bad enough. Okay. The minute that that garbage pile impacts shipping traffic so much that they can't move shit across the water anymore because yeah. it's the, the giant ship's getting lost in the garbage pile. Mm-hmm. Then we have a problem. Yeah, right. I just figured because it would like it's not like you're taking away jobs; you're making jobs to fix this thing. But then, yeah, everyone'd be like, "Well, who's gonna pay for it?" Yeah, no. <laughs> see, that's the whole thing. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. See, this is what I mean. Is like, is like we're we're kind of at a point now. To me, anyway, it just seems to me 
that we're at a point now where nothing can get done. Like we're, there's a stalemate going on where 100%. nothing, nothing can get done. Nothing, uh, you know, we always talk about progress, but we're not really progressing at this but point. But man, go you know? back to Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. This is, this is an inquiry into our fucking values, man. Yeah. And it's about the, uh, the morals and the values of that garbage pile. How do you value it mm-hmm. compared to how does somebody else value it compared to how Chris's value statement feeds into that? that that's what we're talking about. Okay. You know, like, is it, is it bad? Yeah, it's fucking bad. But the, 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 the way, what, what you're just talking about now mm-hmm. is exactly the opposite of what we were talking about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That is not capitalism. That's socialism. Getting rid of the garbage pile of socialism. Damn right it is. Chris, would you agree with that statement? No. What is it? Getting rid of the garbage pile is only going to get done properly through capitalism. Here, Gus, can I ask you a question? And that's until it becomes a capital problem. Right now, it's not a capital problem. Look at all the instances of history when there's been purpose behind something. It's gotten done. Period. Second World War. Second World War. How did that get done? How did that innovation occur? Innovation? Yeah. What was the what was the most innovative thing about the Second World War? Well, it was you know it was basically what put the United States' industrial capacity on the map. Let's just say that. Which is capitalism. Uh, but it wasn't capitalism. It was a completely socialist based thing. In fact, the entire United States oil production was nationalized at that time. Period. The entire, the entire. Uh, no, you're going off topic. Okay. Listen, the Second World War yes. was won. Why and how? It was won by industrial capacity and people's willingness to put their ass on the line. Okay. What were? <laughs> what was the single event that occurred that ended the Second World War? The bomb. Right. Mm-hmm. Was the was the United States dropping two nuclear weapons? On Japan. Which were entirely funded by the government of the United States as a national project. Correct. Not capitalism. No, it, it is capitalism because they, first of all, all that research, all that money that they fueled into that. Were from defected Were Russian, from taxes. Defected were from a lot of, Russian scientists. Oh, come on. Anyway. <laughs> no, but, the, this is one of these discussions that's going to go. You nope. guys, no, you guys are proving my point. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, there, there's no... Uh, yeah, there's no real resolution to this conversation. Okay, okay, it might it may have been capitalism. It may have been capitalism. Well, like indirectly, it was, yeah. capitalism was involved in everything from the space race to the end of the Second World War to lots of problems with it. Don't get me wrong, but like as a as a matter of fact, a, a record number of people, for instance, in the poorest continent in the world, which is Africa, have been elevated out of poverty as a result of capitalistic investment. Capital investment, uh, you know, opportunities that arise from capitalism and investment. A lot of the Chinese investment in Africa, you know. Uh, and I'm just most, saying, it's like mo- it's, most of the people who have been pulled out of uh, poverty in Africa are now on their way to the Hague to uh, defend war crimes. Acon, <laughs> what the fuck? What man? you guys? Did you hear about Acon? No. Okay, read up about Acon. We can what talk about do? it next time. We can talk about it next time. This is a this is a greater conversation. Yes. This one's super political. Well, I just, you know what I mean? But you asked me my opinion about things and it's you just it. like, I, I'm I'm a pretty small guy. Like, you know what I mean? No, I, but I, 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 I have like a very your, simple life. I like your point of view though, because you're, you're right. We should all just stop bitching. But then the thing is, is like, what? where do we transfer that energy? 
right? Because you're the North Pacific garbage <laughs> pile, man. I'm <laughs> telling you. Look, I'm going to just end it on this. Look at what's happening with the electric car industry. Why do you think the electric car industry is... Tesla's laying off 3,000 people. Yeah, but they, they're producing tens of thousands of electric EVs. Yeah. Peak oil is 10 coming. years ago, that didn't... Like 15 years ago, this didn't occur. <laughs> that's capitalism. That's that's The government actually was, was, was providing rebates on the purchase of some of these cars, but they're still $100,000 vehicles. Like Tesla, whether they succeed or fail undoubtedly has opened up through capitalism the market for EVs. There are a record number of EVs being produced now. GM, Ford, and Chrysler are producing a record number of EVs. Okay. How do you Because people want EVs now. They've created a demand for something through capitalism that has become popular. I think Chris likes capitalism. I think so. Well socialism wasn't gonna fucking make EVs, man. Give me a break. Like, oh my God. Can't deny that. You drive a Subaru Impreza for fuck's sakes. What does that have to do with you driving Audi? Yeah, but my point is, is that like <laughs> we're all capitalists. We 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 are part of the capitalistic system. Like, how is it working in Cuba? How uh, is socialism working in Cuba and Venezuela? It's not working too well. And 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 for the for the record, Canada actually has a socialist element to our society. So does the United States. It's called social security. It's called it's called the old age pension. Social it's called, safety net. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So like, I'm not I'm not opposed to socialistic things. Like, I think. I think democratic societies like ours work best when there is a socialist, uh, uh, like a safety net, it's like a mechanism for, you know, for evening things out to some degree. Just not overwhelmingly. It's a spectrum. Chris, you're very passionate about this right now. Yeah, like, because why? Every, everybody is rejecting what has been working for a very long time. But see, like, this dude, is what I'm saying. You work for the government. But this is what I'm saying, okay? Just hear me out for a second. You just spent an hour talking about this, okay? Right. Is everybody? No. What? Is everybody up in arms about, against capitalism? No. No, but there's a growing contingent of people who are. Okay. And that's my but point. This, my point is, there is, my point is, the media and Facebook and all these outlets are looking for clicks and they're yeah. making larger issues. They're, they're making these issues larger, I think, than they actually and are. And why do you think they are? Actually, this is a problem. Is it capitalism? capitalism? It, actually, yeah. This is actually an example of a problem with Where capitalism. Where would the flat earth society be without social media? If there is a, if there is a demand, if, if, there's a, if capitalism is fulfilling a demand here for people generationally, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and what's the word I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. Culturally, who want to read about, want to consume things about that they can be outraged over. Mm -hmm. And there's a tremendous amount of evidence that suggests that this is in fact the case. Oh, yeah. This is why the media has become the opposite of impartial objective. Mm -hmm. They're essentially just giving people what they want. And at the same time, it becomes an echo chamber. They're just fueling people's yeah, people, outrage and, and people the things they want to be things. upset about. They're, they're, they're not being grateful anymore. They're, they're, they're their lives are sucking. They're believing that their lives are sucking when really we live in probably the most miraculous time in human history right now. I can go get on a fucking plane and go to China in 12 hours in a fucking- Full of Ativan. Yeah, full, full of Ativan <laughs> in, a, in a seat in the sky. So mm -hmm. like, like that's incredible. Like you couldn't do that 60 years ago. No. You couldn't do that, you, like not to the degree we're doing it now. But I'm like, just going to ask, what's the point of that though? What's the point of what? What's the point of flying to China? To enrich your life with cultural exchange, like experiencing another culture. Like Gus hates cultural exchange. Oh, good for you. I mean, you know. <laughs> but like, look at Cuba. Like, what are they doing in Cuba? No, it doesn't. Look, everything gets provided for people in Cuba. They're not doing much. Why are there a record number of people who swim to Florida? 
Yeah. Cuba's so idyllic, right? Free healthcare. You know, here's the thing though. You can't fucking, you, you can't leave. Let me just ask you something. Do you think that there's more people who are, okay, so there, there is more people living in poverty in the world than there are who are availing of the fruits of capitalism? Correct. What's up with that? Well, there's all sorts of expl- if explanations. For such a global for that. society, and we should be going around and, you know, enriching the lives of other countries who are exploiting to fund our capitalism, then shouldn't everyone kind of be. Gus, Canada gives. Do you know what Canada gives on average and the United States gives on average to foreign aid? Citation needed. Uh,. I don't have it, but I, I, it's in the I, hundreds of millions a year. I heard that global affairs, like, like, you know, before they brought in, like, international development into global affairs. Citation needed. It was, like, $30 billion or something. Citation like needed. And where did they get that $30 billion? From us. From industry, from economic activity, from taxes being from paid. From tax base. By the way, my wife and I have this discussion all the time, and I always tell my wife, I'm like, for somebody who hates capitalism, and she, she, she agrees, we're just needling each other, but mm-hmm. her pension depends on growth. <laughs> Her pension depends yeah, on capitalistic growth yeah. and, and capital growth and investment in companies and people taking risks and getting credit and selling things. And, and, and like, give me a break. That's how she's going to retire. That's how I'm going to enjoy my retirement through my wife's pension as a teacher. She, <laughs> You're yeah. going to enjoy your retirement. Through well, no, but it's like pension. we're married. Like that's going to be supplemental income to our household, right? Like, Are you going to income split? I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> uh, like, you know, beats me. You guys know where I'll be when I'm retired, eh? Where? Laos. The North Pacific. The North Pacific garbage bag? I'll be in a Zodiac it. boat dealing in the with North the, Pacific. You're just going to be picking it up and putting it in plastic bags? Yeah. No, I'm going to be figuring out, through capitalism, Chris, some sort of technology to you. Well, man, watching that Greenpeace documentary is really enlightening because they were like, you know, Greenpeace, all, all of the original members basically left because they were like, you know, we started Greenpeace to ultimately put Greenpeace out of business, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that it, you know, it's perpetuating its own existence yeah. through the non-active funding of things that, you know, may or... I think basically what I would like to know is, you know, Chris, I, through conversations with you, Gus, we've had 8 billion conversations about this stuff. And I'm kind of like at the point now, just turned 40 this year... Where I'm like, I'm like, I, I would be interested in finding out, uh, you know, whether you, I mean, I think people generally know uh, when they listen to news what side of things they fall on because there are definite sides now, right? Mm-hmm. But how many of them actually fall that far to each of these sides, you know? Or whether, it's probably pretty limited, to be honest with you. And whether I think it's or just not, those, those people are the ones that enrage us the most. Well, that's what I mean. It's 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 to to get people to listen to their their articles yeah. or read their articles, listen to that. Like, I mean, I, I I definitely don't think that you know we should be apathetic and and not listen to things. We definitely should hear what's going on in the world, uh, but at the same time, just realize maybe uh, with regards to Canada that you know we're not. I don't think we're there yet, Chris. I mean, I know mm-hmm. I, I know what you. You know, well, maybe you're right. I don't know. All we hear these days is the screaming people, you know, right? Yeah. And we should maybe chill out a bit because, like, all this rage and everything isn't really working out that well either, no, right? It's not. We're all on freaking antidepressants and Adam benzodiazepines man. and all this stuff. 
And that's not really working out either. This is, right? this is such a, a broad discussion that could be had for like multiple hours. I know. For why that's occurring. Should we shut it down? Probably would be a good idea. It's 11.30. Okay. I think, <laughs> I think most people just uh, listen to our podcast while they're going to bed anyway. <laughs> yes, probably. So here's the end. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Gus, say good night, asshole. Good night. For fuck's sake. Good night. There. Good night. Not with a mint in your mouth.